It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3, Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> You're in the bomb. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la mauvaise. You found the dogs, John. You found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Marinero, it's going to be sick, all right? I'm in one of those moods. I'm telling you right now, on this Tuesday, January 23rd, I want to get it out of the way. A very happy birthday to my father. He's 85. All right, Dad, because I'm so mad. I don't know if I would have got it in at the end of the podcast. Why am I mad? There's so many reasons why I'm mad. I don't like what I'm seeing right now from the Montreal Canadiens. Their defensive game absolutely sucks. We talk about progression. We talk about getting better. The more games you play, the better you're supposed to get. The more you practice, the better you're supposed to get. How in the world can you explain that after the halfway point of the season, in the last five or six days or so, we saw the Montreal Canadiens play the way they play. They gave up six to Ottawa on Thursday night. They gave up nine in Boston on Saturday night. And tonight, for me, it was a character game. I don't expect this team to make the playoffs. I made that clear at the beginning of the season. I really don't. They're in a rebuild. I understand all of that. They're going to lose more than they're going to win. I understand all of that. I'll give you that. But the Ottawa Senators embarrassed you last week on Thursday night. They embarrassed you. They laughed at you. They they, they got to you. They scored goals at will on you. They were toying with you. The second they wanted to put it in fifth gear, you could not keep up. And tonight, you know what? You make you, you get a heavier lineup. You bring Kovacevic back in. You bring Pearson in. You bring Jackye in. Harris is out of the lineup. Justin Barron is back down in Laval. You would think that there's going to be some pride. This is a rivalry between the two teams. 
Two teams that have played each other in the playoffs, what, twice in the last decade or so. Ottawa won one series. The Canadians won another series. But what's happened in the regular season is absolutely unbelievable. The Ottawa Senators have now beat the Montreal Canadiens eight straight games. We're not talking about the Soviet Union here. We're talking about the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa! The Canadians' defensive game sucked. Their power play sucked. And they're just... Some of their decision-making sucked, and we're going to highlight it tonight on the Sick Podcast. I am Marinaro. I'm going to be with you until at least 11 o'clock. And the Sick Podcast, of course, brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group. You've heard of them. I have. Everyone has at this point. They are a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America. They are driven to be different. It's also brought to you by these guys right here. Bruno Quebec, the winner of Desert International Awards. I'm talking about Labitta TV, offering quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. Labitta TV, embrace your true nature. Also brought to you in part by Playground, with over 30,000 square feet of new gaming, dining, and entertainment space. It's time to reacquaint yourself with Playground, world-class sushi, AAA steaks, live shows, a brand-new poker floor, and so much more located just over the Mercia Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. Playground, Playground, experience the strip without the trip. That's right. The Montreal Canadiens lose by a score of 4-1 to one to the Ottawa Senators again. For the second time in five days, joining me right now, they call him the snake. I call him Uzerpente. <laughs> Simon Boisvert, what's going on? Well, are you surprised, Tony? Look, I saw the Ottawa Senators top nine. Let, let's, let's bring up the rosters, okay? Before we even bring up the Canadians. All right, we brought up the Canadians. All right, okay, bring up the Canadians. It's okay. Bring back the Canadians. That's fine. Suzuki, Slavkowski, Caulfield. And by the way, Slavkowski did not finish the game playing with Suzuki and Caulfield. It was Josh Anderson that did. Monaghan with Armia and uh, and uh, Roy. Evans with Anderson and Pearson. Harvey Pinard centering Gallagher and Pizzetta. Matheson Savard, Jack Guy, Gouley, Struble, Kovacevic, and Jake Allen got the starting goal. Now, let's take a look at the Ottawa Senators, folks. Concentrate on their top nine. Concentrate on their top nine. Look at this at the center ice position. Look at this. Norris, Stutzla, and Pinto on your top three lines. Wingers like Giroux, Batherson, Tarasenko's on a third line, folks. Matthew Joseph is on a third line. Greg and Brady Kachuk, of course, uh, playing left wing on that number one line. On defense, Sanderson and Zub, Shabbat and Shikran, Brandstrom and, um, and Docker. Uh uh, Corpi Salo got the starting goal again. Uh, am I surprised? On paper, I'm not surprised. But Simon, it's an 82-game season. This is supposed to be the, t- the league where any team can beat any team, where uh, San Jose goes into Los Angeles and, and they beat the Kings, like the, where San Jose came into Montreal and beat the Canadians, where uh, the Montreal Canadiens in turn ended up beating the, uh, the Colorado Avalanche and the New York Rangers. This is the league where any team can beat any team. The Canadians suck tonight, man. They sucked. And you know what? You want to give your fans a win, albeit. Can you give them a show? Can you give them a show? Yeah, it, it was very disappointing in terms of show and performance. But I think, you know, any, let's call it, um, 
average team or you know lesser than average team mm. at some point will have a losing streak where basically everything goes wrong for quite a few games and this has been happening with the Habs now for three games and I think this is normal because this is not a talented roster and I understand what you mean by progression I think when you look at progression for a team like the Habs you have to look at the young players So it's not really the team itself that needs to progress. It's the players individually that we we single out as part of the core or the future core that have to progress. So it, it, it all depends on when you look at the whole season, have they progressed? Has Caulfield progressed? Has Slavkovsky progressed? Has Gouli progressed? This is what you have to evaluate. But before we get to the individuals, and I know they've loved to concentrate on that, and that has been the thing that they have been preaching. They've told us. We've been preaching it too. Let's take a look at the progression of the players, and notably the young players. Has this guy progressed? Has that guy progressed? Has Gregor? I want to take a look at the defensive game. Like I know that they wanted to put into play their offensive concepts. Really, I get it. But we're a couple of years in here now, and this is a team that I actually said you know, uh, up until recently, I think is going to make the playoffs next year. That was not my opinion before the season started. I thought it would have taken a couple of years. Then all of a sudden I said, you know what? I think next year they can do it. Their defensive game is absolutely terrible. I want to show you the first goal. And by the way, this is a big time mistake. If we can put up, there's a couple of pictures. We'll put up one at a time. All right. The Montreal Canadians are on a power play. Okay. Look at this. Okay. The Canadians are on a power play. Let's stop it right here. Okay. Um, There's 21 seconds left in the power play. When teams are on power plays, teams that usually use four forwards, what do they usually do when the second unit comes out or in the last 30 seconds of the power play? What do they usually do? If they're a team that plays four forwards on the power play, you know what you usually do when the second unit comes out or the last 30 seconds because maybe your second unit started now you have your first unit. You... You put back two defensemen. That's what you do because you have to be careful for the shorthanded goal against when the, the guy in the box comes out of the box. The Canadians have a defensive zone faceoff. Suzuki's going up against Josh Norris, okay? You see, uh, you see, uh, you see Greg to Norris's right. Uh, you see, um, you see uh, Brandstrom, uh, who's right behind. If he wins the faceoff, he's going to take a shot at the net. And, and, of course, you have uh, the second defenseman there for the Ottawa Senators, okay? Look at the Canadians. Um, to Suzuki's left, you have Caulfield and Slavkowski. And you have, to Slavkowski's left, you have Monaghan, all right? By the boards is Michael Matheson, all right? So Matheson is, 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 is his responsibility to pick up The guy at the point, if they win the draw, no, it's you would think it's his responsibility to go to the front of the net. Caulfield looks like he's going to go, but obviously he's never going to get there in time. Let's take a look at the next picture now. The, the draw is won closely, all right? Take a look at the Canadians. Look, they, they, they fire a shot. The Ottawa Senators do. Allen gets a piece of it. A rebound comes out. Take a look at those players. They look absolutely lost. They look like they were up until six o'clock in the morning last night playing PlayStation. They look like zombies. 
But is it just look? I never coached a game in my life, but is it just me, or is this is this all wrong? All of it. All of it. Did you see the mistakes that they made? But did you see the mistakes that they made? The second goal. Why don't we bring up the goals? All right, we'll bring up the score sheet. Let's bring up the score sheet. All right, so Greg scores the first one shorthanded, 7.45 into the game. 41 seconds later, the Ottawa Senators come down, uh, which looks like a three-on-two, but I think it's Joshua Roy's able to get back. The nullify makes it a three-on-three, but David Savard gives Jake Sanderson space. The puck goes to Sanderson. He takes a shot. The shot misses. He follows. He goes all around. He goes behind the net. Savard absolutely just, you know, he's okay. He's, he doesn't know where he is because Sanderson, of course, offensive defense, he's moving up in the play. And then Anderson, instead of going back to the point, he just spins back. He installs himself in the slot. Uh, he goes from Stutzla to Zub, who passes right in the slot to Sanderson, who spins and turns. By that point, Savard is getting back to the front of his net, or he's trying to pick up somebody, but he doesn't have anybody. Gouley doesn't have anybody either. Joshua Roy's in no man's land. He's got no idea who he has to cover. And we're not even going to talk about the third Ottawa goal. The third Ottawa goal is a four-on-four. Caden Gouley goes all the way up the ice. Claude Giroux all the way behind his net, up against the boards, recognizes that a defense, a Montreal Canadiens defenseman is up. So... Shane Pinto is off to the races. Joshua Roy recognizes that. Giroux banks it off the boards to Pinto, who gets behind Roy. Breakaway goal. Like, this team can't play defensive hockey. It's terrible. That's it. I had my say. What did you see? Am I the only one here? Well, what did you see? No, I, I see the same thing, Tony, but this this roster is not designed to win more games than they lose. I think it's I, I know it's a very simplistic explanation on my part. Never mind the roster, it's basics what I'm talking. What do you mean the I know, roster? I know I know it's basics, but you know what? Uh I, I don't know if uh, about coaching, uh, if if, if uh, you know if uh, the coaching is is fine or not. But what I know is that with that roster, you can perform miracles. Okay, I, I, I stopped hearing you now. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah hear I me? Okay. hear you. Okay, okay, that's all okay, I have okay, to now. say. No, 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 I, no. Listen, I, well, if that's all you're going to have to say, it's going to be a very long show or a short one, actually, depending on which way you look at it. Hey, listen, the first goal that I just talked to you about, you got four forwards in a defensive zone faceoff with 21 seconds left in your power play. I mean, what are you doing with four forwards? By the time you get up the ice, there'll probably be about seven or eight seconds left in the power play anyway, even if you win the draw and you're able to get it out. By that point, you got to be careful that the guy's coming out of the box. I I, 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 I don't get it. Like, well, I, that's I, I don't get it. special teams coach. That one is the on the special teams, teams. you think? What were they tonight in the power play? Oh, for a 1,000? Yeah. My buddy Max Lapierre was a regular collaborator, by the way, on Tuesday nights, and um, uh, he couldn't join us tonight. Uh, so, uh, but uh, Max uh, takes, you know what? He's a great friend, and uh, and he's a big believer in Alex Burrows. And when things are going well, we see that picture coming up. But uh, I didn't see that picture coming up on social media uh, tonight. They're 
Did you see how static they were on their power play tonight? Yeah. The way they were stat. This has nothing to do with the talent level, by the way. This is just moving your feet. This is just moving. What, what in the world have I just watched in the last three games? This is terrible. Yeah. They're in a slump. But it's normal that they're going to be in a slump. Jacques, I, I don't know why people freak I think out. The senators after, are going to make a push here. I I don't know why people freak out after every uh, every game. You know, it's an eighty-two game season. You have to look at the big picture. The big picture is that it's not a great team. So obviously, they're going to have some great nights, like against Colorado and uh, the Oilers, and they're going to have some terrible nights, like they've had in the last three games. But I have to say, it's probably the worst stretch of the year in in, in terms of uh, defense and effort. I, I, I do agree with you. The two games against Ottawa, I mean, uh, terrible. And the game against Boston, even more. All right. Now, look, at the same time, here I am. I'm hammering everybody. I'm all over everybody. And I'm wearing, you know, my uh, Embrace the Tank uh, hoodie of a couple of years ago. Uh, but you know what? Let's embrace the tank here at this point. Let's embrace the tank. Hey, the Ottawa Senators were 15 points behind the Montreal Canadiens. They're now eight points behind the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, one quick look in the standings. Uh, let me just see if all the games are uh, final here in, uh, involving the uh, Eastern Conference teams. Of course, there's uh, there's Buffalo who's playing in Anaheim, and uh, there's uh, the New York Rangers who are uh, who are also playing in San Jose. So we don't have that. But what we can tell you is this. Even before Buffalo's game is over and the New York Rangers game is over, in the Eastern Conference, the Montreal Canadiens sit in the 13th position out of 16. The Canadiens are eight points ahead of last place Columbus, and the Canadiens have played two more games than Columbus. The Canadiens are eight points ahead of the Ottawa Senators, and the Canadiens have played four more games than the Senators. The Canadians are one point ahead of Buffalo, having played a game more. The Buffalo Sabres, of course, are playing right now as we speak. Now, for all of you, see, I talked about no man's land at one point, and I said my biggest fear is that the Montreal Canadiens are going to be in no man's land, okay? I, I believe that there is such a thing as a no man's land, okay, Snake? I believe there's a yeah, thing. There as is. A yeah, so, there is. so now let me ask Canadians fans, okay? The Montreal Canadiens are, um, they are eight points. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Out of a wild card, but but they're also 
eight points from the bottom team in the conference. What's more realistic? Who are the Montreal Canadiens right now? And who are they going to be after they end up trading who they have to trade at the deadline or before the deadline? Because we know that they're going to be sellers. So at this point, what's the use here? And I understand the players will they'll try and win this, that, whatever. But if I'm management, if I'm management, and I know people are going to hate that I'm saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Those trades that are supposed to happen at the deadline, I'm making them sooner rather than later. I'm making this team weaker on paper sooner rather than later. I will continue to rotate my three goalies and play them and not play my best goalie. <clears throat> I will continue to rotate my defenseman in and out and in and out and whatever and all that. I will continue to change my lines. I'm going to continue to do that because you know what? If chemistry doesn't set in and this now, whatever, they're going to end up losing more games. I think it's better. I think it's better at this point. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you on this one. I've been saying this for years, but I think what happens with the standings is that they are pretty static when you think about it because of the the fact that you always have to catch up lots of teams in order to, you know, pick up, uh, be, uh, you know, pick up points in the standings. And I also think the same, the, the same thing happens towards the bottom because in order to get up or get down, mm. you have to have a winning streak or a losing streak and a serious one. Look at the Edmonton Oilers. They were totally out of it. I mean, what were their, their chances of catching six or seven teams at the time? And they were 10, 15 points behind. Well, what they did is that they had two big winning streaks. One is nine and one is 13. That is still you know, happening right now. For the Habs to go down, they're going to have to lose seven, eight, nine games in a row. But so far, it hasn't happened because they always put they always pull a rabbit out of the hat. You know, they beat Dallas and Dallas. They beat Colorado. So, I don't know. As for trading players right away, I think that would be the best thing to do. But are you going to get the best return, A? And are other general managers willing to trade for players now? Because it seems like everyone's waiting for the last week of February to do this. So even if you call up general managers, you offer Sean Monaghan, a healthy Sean Monaghan, what are they going to offer you? Or are they going to say, well, call me back in, in one month? So again, I do agree with you. I just realized that it, it's going to be hard for the Habs to lose more ground than they have right now. And, and, and to me, I told you on the last podcast, it doesn't really matter because... The only thing that you need to do this year that matters is win the lottery to get Celebrini, which I saw in person, by the way, last Saturday. Or it doesn't matter if you pick second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seven, because Trevor Connolly will be available. And the Habs have to draft Trevor Connolly. And I, I, I said it yesterday on the podcast I do with Mathias Brunet for BPM. I said, if the Canadians draft Trevor Connolly, I'm, I buy season tickets. Yeah. Yeah. I think this guy is the next best thing after Celebrini. Celebrini is so explosive, Tony. I mean, I mean, the guy doesn't have like Connor Bedard's shot 
or hands. So I don't think in that sense he's at that level. But the acceleration, I mean, three steps, and he goes from one blue line to basically the goalie. I mean, it was absolutely amazing how explosive he is. He's been, he's been, you know, uh, touted as a, a poor man's Crosby, which would be a guy who plays a Crosby-like game, but obviously, you know, a couple of, you know, a notch or two below. Yeah, he, he's not you as know. talented. When he has the puck, one-on-one, he, he, he's not as shifty. He's not as crafty. And like I said, he has a very good shot, but he, he doesn't have Bedar's arsenal of shots. But the acceleration, man. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, all right. Imagine paired up, uh, you know, with uh, with with Bedard in Chicago. Oh my God, the one-two punch. Mamma mia! All right, okay. So listen, I, I was going to go to the game, but because you were there in Vermont on the weekend, you saw BU play two games Friday night and Saturday. What did you see? Talk to us about Lane Hudson. Okay, what I saw about Lane Hudson, first of all, it was very hard to judge his defensive game because Boston, University, Boston University is so powerful. I mean, he, he didn't have to defend. They always had to yeah. And yeah. Vermont looks very hard, but, you know, they're not as talented. I mean, BU has probably four, five, six future NHL players. Now, offensively, what I saw from this guy is that he can basically stick handle in a phone boot, which is great. But I, I, I don't see the explosiveness that would make him the equal of a Kale McCarr or a Quinn Hughes. And this I've said before. Now, the question is, how big is he? He's very small. He's very small. He's listed at 5'10". Uh, I, I do not think he's 5'10". And uh, he, he, he's small. He's maybe 150, 155 pounds. I, I, I'm still concerned how this guy is going to be in the playoffs against, you know, a, a, a big line, like a three-on-two, let's say. The opponent's top line, three-on-two. What's Hudson going to do? And so I think that for now, he's a specialist, and a power play specialist, and he needs to be sheltered at first. He needs to be on a third pairing, and he cannot be facing the top two lines for now, that's that is how they're going to be able to develop this guy, and perhaps you know at some point, who knows? Because offensively, he is gifted, and I think he can score a bunch of points on the power play. But to me, for now, that's who he is. And I, the bunny, I, the bunny he house says he's the bunny house says he's five ten, no problem. But he's not five ten, folks. He's not folks, stop believing everything you hear, okay? Stop believing everything that people are telling you yeah. because they want you to... Be He's not 5'10". Stop. Yeah. Tony, Matthias Berin interviewed him in person. And 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 he told me he is not 5'10". He's max 5'9". Max. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's not 5'10". All right? So let's get that out of the way right now. Now, uh, to your point, though, I understand exactly what you're saying, and it makes sense to me. At the same time, if the Canadians' top two lines end up being, you know, just as good or better than other teams, well, then chances are, you know, they'll once again have more of the puck than have to defend. So at that point, he could be on. Okay, but anyway, uh, I want to get back to this game, okay? I want to get back to, because there's a lot of things bothering me now, okay? Yeah. Michael Pozzetta, 
Do you know how much how much Michael Pizzetta played tonight? Oh, I I I saw him a few times. I don't I I didn't check uh, time on ice. What what was it? He played um, he played a minute fifty seven. Okay. He played a minute fifty seven. So how many shifts? No, no, but I saw him maybe three four times. Is that three four shifts that he played? Well, I would I would imagine yes. If you break it down into thirty second shifts, it's probably four. Yeah. You know. And, but why and would I'm he trying... play more, Tony? Why would he play more, Tony? This is I, I know he's kind of a an agitator or whatever you want to call it, but re really, why would fourth liners play more than two minutes when you, really when you think about it? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this. Uh, I'd have to go back and check, but I think it's possible that his last shift was taking that offensive zone penalty behind the Ottawa net. Okay. Where he grabbed the stick. I think that may have been his last shift. I think that may have been his last shift. What do you think of Jack guy tonight? So-so. I thought he was very average too. Yeah. I thought most of his passes so were off. Look, I thought I, most of his passes were off. I thought some of his decision making was off. The penalty he took was another bad penalty. Thought he look, was average. Was and I like I know the Canadians fans they get upset. Like, folks, it's nothing personal here, right? It's not anything personal. It was average. Everyone, you know, like uh I have I have someone who sent me a message like this long today. Because I said that I didn't think that Slavkovsky was going to be the best player uh, in that draft year. And I think it's going to end up being Logan Cooley. He got so upset at me that I, I hate the kid and this and that and whatever. And all that. Ah, shut up. Jesus, like you have to say, every Canadian's prospect is great. Every player is great. The coach is great. The assistants are great. The goalie's great. This guy's great. That guy's great. And if you don't, people get mad at you. You're telling me this? My you, God, you, man. You, you blast me when I don't like it, that. It's, if, it's, it's as if it's if you say that you think that Logan Cooley will be the better player when all is said and done. It, for, for them, that means that it's a shot at Slavkowski and you don't like him. It's not a shot at Slav at all. It, it's your opinion. It's what you see. It's what you think. What do you think of uh, Slavna coming off that line at one point there in the game? Hmm. Well, I think they, I think Saint Louis was just trying to shake things up. Yeah, I hear you. So I he'll be back. He'll be thing. back next game. It was when it was three nothing. Hmm. He hadn't changed his lines, and I was saying, okay, you know what? You got to try something. So he tried something, and by the way, Josh Anderson, right? was the guy that was, you know, pretty much penciled in to probably start the season next to Caulfield and Suzuki. And unfortunately, he had a hard time. We all know he was a very, very slow start. He didn't get out of the gates very well. And they went back to him tonight. I want to get back to... He uh, to go to the front of the net on the Kovacevic goal. I want to be get back to Jack Eye. I yeah. think this guy's value is probably still high, but... I if they if they get a good offer for him, 
I don't understand why they wouldn't cash in right away on basically a, an unsigned free agent who we don't know will become really one, two, three, four, five years down the road. How long will his career be in the NHL? And I know that he represents something that, you know, he's, he, he's a big guy who can play hockey. You need this type of player. I do know that. But if the Habs are being offered, I mean, a, a late first-round pick for Jack Eye, I mean, what are they waiting for? Because he has a dimension that the others don't have. He does, but will he? Look, he, he, they sent him down to Laval. So is this the beginning of a, a downward trend for him? Or is it just, you know, uh, it's his second year. Maybe he was too sure of himself and he needed to go down, you know, to, to get back to earth, basically. Or, like I say, and, and, and then he's going to be, you know, the type of player you, you're describing. I'll, I'll say know. this. I'll say this. And Eric Engels was on yesterday with George Larac. And Eric's opinion is, is that he believes that Arbor Jacki can become a number four for many, many years. Okay. If the Canadians are going to be a very competitive team, I don't think he'll become a number four. I don't. Look, you know, so let's just say, let's just say that you have Mayu and Reinbacker on the right. Let's just say you have Lane Hudson on the left. Jack guy is going to be the next guy on the second pairing. I, I look, I'd be. You, you really and, think and Mike, Mike, and Mike and Mike Math and Mike Matheson is still here, by the way. You really see Mayu on the top four? Yes. Are you still you really don't? Are you still drinking too much La Bita TB or what? Uh, no, I don't think I'm drinking too much. Okay. I yeah. I I just don't get it. I, I just don't get it how it's possible. There's a world. Well, let, me, where let, 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 me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Who do you think? Who do you think has more ability, Jack Eye or Logan Mayo? Ability, yeah. pure ability. Yeah, I would say I, I would say Mayu. Okay, who yeah. do you think's got a higher ceiling between the two? Who do you think's got a higher ceiling? Mayu. Okay, so I mean, if if there's some who see Arbor Jack Eye as a top four, and I say that I see uh, Logan Mayu as a top four, my opinion is not the Hey, it's not crazy. No, but how about neither? How about uh, neither makes not. it once the Habs uh, once the Habs have a decent team? How about neither? Have you have, have you ever thought of a world where basically all these uh, you know very so-so prospects actually don't make it? As is the I case, know one guy that you like, Adam Engstrom. Adam Engstrom could end up being Adam Engstrom could end up playing the left side on a second pairing. Mm -hmm. I do prefer Engstrom's ceiling to these other guys you named ceiling. I do prefer ceiling. Not not. I, I'm not saying he's a guaranteed all star. That's not what I'm saying. But I do prefer ceiling, and and I'm very much. Uh, a ceiling guy in the sense that I'd rather give a chance to a guy who has a higher ceiling than a guy who 
I know what he's going to give me. You know, a player who is who he is. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, there's a long way to go for Engstrom. He has to come to America first. He has to get used to the small rink. So, we're talking yeah. a couple of years down the road. But uh, I, I tell you, if the Habs get offers for Mayu and Jackai and all these guys, uh, just take them. Just take them. Clean, clean the house right away and uh, gets, get an asset that is potentially better than these guys' career will be. By the way, um, let's um, let's bring up the Ottawa Senators lineup one more time, if we can, please. Let's bring it up one more time. So we're all talking about the Canadians' rebuild, okay? We're talking about the Canadians' rebuild. The Ottawa Senators, take a look at that lineup that's up right now. Josh Norris had, a couple of years ago, 55 points in 66 games. This year, he went down with an injury, but at the time, he, had 20, he has 22 points in 36 games. Josh Norris is 24 years old. Tim Stutzla had a 90-point season one year ago, and this year, he's more than a point per game. He's got 44 points in 43 games. Tim Stutzla just turned 22 years old. Brady Kachuk, who's a big-time power forward, a year ago had more than a point per game, 83 in 82. This year, thus far, he's got 37 in 43. Brady Kachuk is 24 years old. He only turned 25 one month before next season. Drake Batherson, who a year ago had 62 points in 82 games, is 25 years old. Jake Sanderson, who has 24 points in 43 games, a great skating, six foot two, 205, skates like the wind, transition, puck moving defenseman, is 21 years old. 21 years old. Thomas Shabbat's 26. He's 26 years old, Thomas Shabbat. Still has a lot of real good hockey in front of him. Jacob Bernard Docker is not in that category with the players that we talked about, but he's, what, he's 23. Ridley Gregg is 21 years old. Ridley Gregg is 21 years old. And we haven't even talked about Shane Pinto yet. Shane Pinto is 23 years old. You know what their record with Pinto is? 52, 39, and 9. Without him, 60, 90, and 12. So we're talking about the Canadians' rebuild. There are some people watching us right now on YouTube Live, on Facebook Live, and on Twitter Live 
who are saying, no, 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 the Canadians, uh, you know, they've been saying for a while, you know what, make a trade, get better. The Canadians have turned the corner. They're ready, they're ready, they're ready. And I keep saying, hey, if they finish in the bottom another year, it's not the end of the world. It's actually a blessing in disguise. And they say no. Is everyone watching and everyone listening convinced that the Suzuki's, the Caulfield's, the Slavkowski's, the Lane Hudson's, the Mayus, the Joshua Roy's, the Engstrom's, there are others, are going to be better than these players, the Docs? And maybe they will. Maybe they will. But in there, you got an unbelievable big body, smooth skating, skating like the wind, puck moving defenseman who's 21. You got a captain and a leader who will break your face to get to the front of the net and has 35, 40 goals in him over a point per game last season. The prototypical power forward in the National Hockey League. You have a superstar in Stutzla. And you have Norris and Pinto, who can be pretty good players. Thank you very much. So if you think the Canadians are, you know, the rebuild, yeah, it's it's over. It's you just make the trades and get better right away. And you got to compete with Ottawa over the next couple of years, five, six, seven years. I don't know. Yeah, because what I notice about fans of teams is that they often don't compare their team to other teams in the same position. Like Ottawa started to rebuild earlier, obviously. I think they're good, doing a good job so far. Although, you know, it doesn't show in the standings this year. Very, very disappointing season. But they had a lot of injuries and they had Pinto missing the first 41 games. So I think... The Habs have to look at where they are vis-a-vis the Senators, the Sabres, the Columbus Blue, Blue Jackets, you know, teams that are rebuilding, and you, ha- you, you have to analyze, will, are they going to be, are going to be better than those teams in the last five, six, seven years, like you say? Obviously, you know, they're ahead of Ottawa in the standings, but I don't think this will last very long. The Rangers are going to be pretty good for a while, too. Hey, yeah, also. So, is the timing right? I mean, what is what do the Habs need to, you know, get to the next level? I think, I've said it before, they have to Another win. Another top all. five pick and the they, right pick. The right they, pick. Yeah, and they, and, and they have to win a lottery or two, really. In a year where you're going to have like a potential uh, franchise player. They will have to win the lottery or get lucky with a guy chosen number three, number four, who becomes the top player in the draft, you know, like Stutzler uh, three years ago, because yeah. two, teams, two teams passed on him. You, 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 you got to get there. And so part of it is luck. And part of it is also... What other teams do, I, 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 I don't think it's a gimme that necessarily the Habs will be a contender in the next five, six, seven years. But it is still something possible. 
Just a shout out to uh, sportbuffshop.com. Uh, shop all of your sports licensed lifestyle apparels, including hoodies, caps, t shirts of your favorite teams from all major leagues at sportbuffshop.com. Use code SICK10 for 10% off on all of their items. Before we take your calls, uh, brought, to you, uh, brought to you by Playground. Um, can we bring up, uh, pu- put up the brochure? We have a special event that's going to take place at Playground on Saturday, February 17th at 6 p.m. It's a uh, it's Sammy's first annual poker tournament. $150 entry plus buy-ins, add-ons, $10,000 prize pool guaranteed. Drinks are included. Uh, Whatever is left after everything's been paid out, the proceeds, of course, are going to be donated to Cure SMA Canada. Agnello's going to be there. Sammy's going to be there. I'm going to be there. And Snake, if you're in town, I'd love to see you. I hope if you're going to be there. I'd like to see you too. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. If you're in town, I know you're here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Are you a poker uh, player? Not at all. You're not a poker player, right? I know the rules, but uh, I mean, anybody can uh, beat the hell out of me, I guess. No, I, I never hear play. you. I'll, I never play. You feel like taking a call or two? Yeah, of course. Okay. It's that time. It's you called. You called. Presented by Playground. You called is presented by Playground. Yes, indeed. All right. Why don't we do this? We'll give out the number at one triple eight five eight five sick one triple eight five eight five seven four two five. The number is out there. Give us a call. Montreal Canadiens fan. Look, I'm not gonna. I expected. I'm okay with the rebuild of this to that, all that stuff. I yes, I've been asking for it for a long time, and I want it. Here I am. I, I'm sporting the embrace the tank uh, hoodie and all that stuff. Having said that. I expected a lot more from the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Like, you know, um, my buddy called me yesterday. He said, what, what do you think? I said, I, I, I think the Canadians might bounce back. Then, you know, this morning, once I saw, you know, Pinto's in, Norris is in. No, I said, no, it's not going to happen. But I, I, you know what? I thought they were going to make a game out of it. I thought they were going to, I thought it was going to go, you know, I thought we we're going to see a 4-3 game. Instead, we saw a 4-1 game. And their only goal came from Jonathan Kovacevic from the point. That's their only goal in the game versus an Ottawa Senators team that before Jacques Martin got there, defensively, they were terrible themselves. And if you saw the expected goal stats, 
I mean, it was awful. I mean, how many dangerous opportunities did the Montreal Canadiens have? And then in the last four or five minutes, you know, like Caulfield just tried and sh- tried shooting from everywhere to try to make something happen. But where were they tonight? No offense, no entertainment, no power play, giving up a shorthanded goal, making the defensive mistakes that they made. Not one guy who delivered a hit that you thought would have changed the momentum of the hockey game. Not one guy who would have dropped who would have changed the momentum of the hockey game. Nothing. Nothing. Jacques Martin there in complete control. Never in doubt. Wiped the floor with the Montreal Canadiens. Michael Anlauer, front row seat up against the glass. Stands up, cheering on his team, clapping. Very good, very good. Senators players at the end of the game make their way to center ice, raise the sticks. It was the mom's trip, of course, the moms. The moms in the hallway after the game, dancing, cheering, this, that, whatever. Like a walk in the park. It was like a walk in the park. They made the Ottawa Senators look like the Soviet Union. Where are we going exactly? Bruno. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Tony. Hey, remember yeah, me. Yeah, Bruno. Eh? I, called you about no, I don't remember you. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. Um, are you still there? I am, but you're, you you got your volume oh, okay. up, so I'm hearing the, uh, the little bit of a delay. But hold on a second. When you say, Tony, you don't remember me. You have to give me like a little bit of, and remember you from where exactly? Remember I you because you, I saw you at church last week? Remember you because I saw you in Little Italy? Remember you because I saw you at the pizzeria or when I was having a sub or when I was having an ice yeah. cream this summer? Remember you because I was taking a walk in the old port and you, and you approached me with your wife? Remember you how exactly? Okay, I know you're mad because of the Montreal Canadiens. And you know what? All I've been doing yeah. is watching the previews games of the Montreal 93. Yeah. Because I'm so sick and tired of watching the Montreal Canadiens. I watch them every night like you do. But they make, ever since that guy came out and said and said that uh, Monaghan was going to get traded, right? The okay. Canadians shut down as a team. They, they literally, the players, you can see the players are not playing anymore. You can see it. They don't block any, you notice they don't block any shots? Yeah. They, Who they don't blocked shots? Near like the 93 Montreal Canadiens. Not even. They're not playing even not to get hurt. That level. They're playing not to get hurt. They're going through motions. That guy. That came that that told us about Monaghan being traded. Did that come from? Did that come from management? Did they do this on purpose to, to Bruno, slow down Bruno. the team? That's Bruno, between you and I, no, no, Bruno. Let's be honest. The second they picked up Sean Monaghan a couple of years ago, I could have told you that he was going to be traded at the deadline. The only the reason why they didn't trade him last year at the deadline is because he got hurt at the twenty-five game mark. He had seventeen points. He was out for the rest of the season. And uh, at that point, he wasn't going to be able to go out and get himself the four or five-year deal that he would have hoped with uh, the Canadian or with any other group for that matter. So they said, listen, Sean, you know what? You're doing well with us. We like you. You like us. Why don't you now get back healthy and we'll give you a contract one year. You prove yourself again. 
uh, have a real good season. And by the deadline, we're going to trade you. And you know what? We're going to consult you. And if uh, we could end up getting a pretty good deal for wherever you want to go, well, that's where we're going to end up sending you. Come on. I mean, the reason somebody yeah, came out and said that Monahan, someone, someone, someone came out and said Monahan's going to get traded. And Christopher Columbus discovered America. I could have told you that two years ago, Bruno. Hey, are you too, Chad? No, I'm Sicilian, 100%. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm from I'm Chicharo, yeah. Congratulations. You know, you know I'm okay. I want, so you know next time when I call. Yeah. Great yeah. Chicharo Club of Windsor. Oh, oh, very good. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. And you know, when I was young, because I helped yeah. build in there, like I'm 60 years old now, and I helped build okay. that club. There was a party, an NHL party there, and I, I went into the bathroom. You're not going to believe this, but on yeah. one side was Frank Mahovlich, and on the other side was Pete Mahovlich, and I looked up at them because they were so tall, and I said, you look like someone I know because I, I swear I've seen you somewhere. I said, yeah. yeah, I'm Frank and I'm Pete. I mean, <laughs> wow, that was something. That was the yeah. That's that's not a bad that's not a bad story. I have one. I went to Bonanotte on All Star Game weekend in Montreal, and three guys went to the bathroom at the same time to take a leak: Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin, and Tony Marinaro. Crosby was wow. in the middle urinal, Ovechkin <laughs> was on the right, and Marinaro was on the left. It was probably the greatest day of my life. Having said that, I will say this. The urinals at Bonanotte, the water's very cold. Very cold. Thanks oh, for yeah. taking the time. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> There's Bruno. Where are we going next? Very cold, that water. Very cold. John. John, what's going on? Not much. You? I, I'm okay. Do me a favor. Uh, the snake. The snake looks like he's about to pass out. I'm either boring the hell. I, I don't know what yeah, he's doing. I, yeah. I, I, I can't I, see yeah, his I'm hands. He's keeping himself occupied. I don't know what's going on. Have a conversation. John, have a conversation with the snake. I'm going to snip back. You talk to him. Yeah, they call him the snake. By the way, okay. I call him. I'm, I'm going to. I think I think snake along with we should be a scout of of the Canadians because they have the worst scouting in the world and that's why they've been like this for the last 20 years. So this is the whole problem. Nobody talks about this a lot. They go, how come a Slovaki, a Slovaki doesn't, doesn't do well? How come he's really progressing, progressing a little bit? The guy he he is progressing. Come on. You choose, you choose two or three games that he didn't have his best game and you call now. Come on. Where oh, were you a month ago? Look at, look at, look. He's not going to be a star player. The best he's going to be is a two-way hockey player, power forward, who doesn't get, maybe he gets 50 points or 55 points. He doesn't have the brains. He doesn't have that shooting ability. He's not a good playmaker. He's going to be an average to a good two-way hockey player. That's his ceiling. Look at Suzuki, Caulfield, our second-line players. I agree with Snake. Exactly. They're second-line players. They're scared to go into the board. They're soft. Okay, but Suzuki wasn't drafted by the Canadians. Suzuki was not. Hold on a second. Suzuki wasn't drafted by the Canadians. Yeah, I know. When you said their scouting's terrible, he wasn't drafted by them. But they got him in a trade. They got him in a trade. I get that. Yeah, they got him in a trade. 
They got him in a trade for a winger that they no longer wanted to keep here. They no longer wanted him to be the captain. They knew he was going to demand about $7 million a year. They didn't want to give it to him. And they couldn't wait to trade him because they wanted to give the seat to Shea Weber. That deal, yeah, okay. even though they look, got Suzuki, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna win a championship with average players or guys who don't show up every game. Josh Anderson, you you took, you traded one one loser for another loser, a guy who has no brains, he cannot score much, he gets a goal. Okay, every but listen, 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 listen. Games, and he doesn't play other two games. So listen, like, listen. Hold on, hold, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Hold on a second. Okay, I gotta tell you this. Nobody who's made it to the National Hockey League is a loser. I know you're upset. He's, a, he's not a good hockey player. Okay, well, yeah, he's but that, okay, listen, that's average power forward, very average. Look at his points. He's the, definitely not a loser because he's making uh, $5.5 million a year for the next seven years, and uh, you and I are here talking about them, and we're making 20 bucks. So he's not a loser. It doesn't matter. I'm talking about comparing him to other power yeah. forwards in the NHL, not him against peewee players. I'm saying, yeah, look but I understand, but they got him from Max Domi. The Canadians versus other guys on other teams. They got him from Max Domi. You realize that, though, eh? They didn't. They didn't give yeah, up. Max uh, Domi is also overrated. That's why he's played for five teams. That's why he gets traded so often. That's why Josh Anderson gets traded so often. Why do you think guys get traded so often? Because they all love him. If they really loved him, a team, he would stay with a team for a long time. Of right? course. Yes, I understand. Listen, you, you, you need a massage. No, because John, it's thing to be a Canadian fan when they have an organization who doesn't go out and get good scouts. They should overpay and steal a scout from a good team. And that's when you would see everything change. Yeah, but there's kind of like this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this thing in the National Hockey League where you don't steal scouts from other teams. You can only approach them when their contract is over. I would have liked to have done the same thing. Yeah, I'm, I'll tell jo- you that. I'm joking with that, but you yeah. get good scouts. That's where it starts. You know who one of the best minds in hockey is? One yeah, of the best do. minds in hockey is Martin Madden Jr. Martin Madden Jr. The assistant to Pat Verbeek and Anaheim, and he oversees the entire scouting department as well. That's one guy yeah, I would have loved to you have know, here. Boom, you, pay you him at, big. You're right. But if you look at all the great, the best scouts in the NHL, they're all, all their teams have been very good for many years. You look at Pittsburgh, look at St. Louis in the last few years, look at Colorado, look at yeah. Tampa Bay. They have great organizations, great scouting. Great development. You need to have great scouts. Your development won't go anywhere if you don't have the horses to play with. Yeah. John, how old are you exactly? Take a guess. Nah, I can't take a guess. I I'm, don't have I'm your picture in front of me. You're looking at me. I'm, I'm not looking at me. You're around my age? You're 48. Your age. Yeah. Are you 48? What? Am I what? You're 48? I'm 49. You're 49. I'm 51. Yeah. I know. You're married? Close to your age. I know how old you are. Are you married? If you don't mind me asking, you're married? No, I have a girlfriend. Like, like, let's have fancy. I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I sense a lot of frustration. I think. Yeah, I'm frustrated because I've been watching. I think you should. I think you should. I'm yeah, I, to be a Canadian fan when I know yeah. that the ownership 
doesn't give a yeah. shit about winning because if they did, they would have over over uh, would would have just fired everybody in the scouting 15 years ago. Is your girlfriend watching this right now? Is she next to you or no? No, she doesn't like when I get upset like this. <laughs> Is there any chance that I talk to her? What's her name? No, it's Diane. Diane. Yeah, she's no, she's she's uh she doesn't like to hear me like this because I I get yeah. like, I start to yell and stuff. Does she think? Does I'm she? So think, yeah, yeah. I'm so. No, no, but hold on a second. Tell me the truth, John. John, this Martin is. Martin Louis is, says every day, like he yeah. just makes excuses and he has nice things. Yeah. But the problem is not him, and it's not the power play specialist. It's yeah. not the coaches. It's the scouting. You don't have the horses. There's nothing. Yeah. You, can, you can bring a horse to water. You can't make yeah. him drink. You understand? Yeah, you can bring a horse to water. You can't make it. Listen, John. Diane is there. No. Let me speak to her. Let me speak to her. Let me speak to her. She's not here. What, She's what not there? I'm, I'm trying to explain. You're talking about my girlfriend, but I'm trying to tell you. I'm, wor I'm, I'm worried about I'm, I'm, wor I'm worried about you. I feel your 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 blood pressure rising. I, I think there's I'm worried about you. I want I, I want Diane to take care of you. How can no, but nobody could take care of me until the Canadians take care of themselves because I'm, I've been watching and playing hockey since I'm five years old. I'm, I, but never I, I mind I the Canadians. Go her. take care of Diane. Up, You're the Canadian Diane who needs you. I grew up with a flower like you did. I remember that. Guy Lafleur. Guy Lafleur. It's too bad your name's not Jack. It would have been a little ditty about Jack it, and Diane. It, it's we'll talk to you soon, John. It's embarrassing. We're not better gone yet. In the last 25 years. And this is the Canadians you're talking about. This is it. This is it. Little ditty about Jack and Diane. Two American kids growing up in the heartland. Jack is going to be a football star. Diane's debutante. Backseat of Jackie's car. See you, John. Gotta go. That was John. Mathieu. Matthew, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello, Tony. Hello, Snake. Salut. Oui, comment ça va, Mathieu? Ça va bien toi-même? Hey, uh, hey, Tony. Ça va I... Pauvre John. Il était en train de faire un crise cardiaque. Okay? Vas-y. Okay. I saw before uh, first that I, I have two questions for Snake, but before, uh, yeah, when you said yeah, right. uh, your comment about Slav, uh, did you receive after uh, death, death threats or? Uh... No, 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 not at all. Oh, okay, that's good, that's good. Because me, uh, I, I wrote last week a comment about Lane Hudson, Logan Mayu. I agree with Snake, actually. And oh my yeah. God, I got trashed for over a week, but uh, that's other yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah. But, um, my question is for Snake. Hey, Snake, um, I know a lot of people, like, and even you and Tony, you uh, compare uh, Slavkovsky to uh, Mikol Antonin, in a sense. But uh, the guy scored 55 goals last year. So is it better maybe to compare him to one of his teammates, uh, Valnishushkin? I think they're, they're better similarities with, with each other because... You know, uh, these two, uh, Nishushkin and Slavkovsky, they don't seem to be like uh, great scorers. 
they kind of look like good and everything, but not great. I want to have your thoughts on this. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get your point, and I think that even Nishushkin is is more skilled than Slavkovsky, really, in terms of pure skills. But he's probably a better comparison than Rentanen because of how productive Rentanen has been. But I think that sometimes when uh, observers compare players. The, it's more like in the style of play than the actual production of, uh, of the guy. So I understand, you know, we're comparing with Rentanen because he was also playing in Finland, just like Slavkovsky was. And he, he's a big guy. He got to North America. He was struggling at first. He was sent to the American Hockey League. And it took a couple of years, really, before he started connecting with Nathan McKinnon. So I think that's that's the idea, but um, I don't know. I can't think of a comparable really for uh, for Slavkovsky right now. Yeah, yeah. Me, but he, he's so young and raw at the same time. Because I remember uh, one month ago, I I looked at uh, the Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche season, the the season that they drafted uh, Kel McCarr. They, they were dead last, okay? And I saw the stats of every player and Nathan McKinnon in 82 games at 50 points, Renton and 40. So at that time, it was it was crazy to think that maybe five years after, they're going to be like 100 points scorer. So we don't know which last yet. I mean, that, that, that's personal. Comparing to Renton, it's... Uh, well, we'll see. But, but guys, guys, let's be honest. Like Slavkowski... He showed some seriously encouraging signs of of of, of some great two way play over the last month, and now they played three games. The whole team sucked, and now we're talking about Slavkowski, and we have our doubts. And the last guy calls in, and he's no good, and he's not going to score more than fifty five yeah, points in this, and that, or whatever. Like, like that, come on, guys. Yeah, but. Uh... But for me, it's uh, like the previous guy before me said, uh, okay, but look, look for, for Suzuki. Uh, if we look at the Carolina Hurricanes with Sebastian Ao, we don't think that Sebastian Ao is a top 10 center. Maybe we can, can do a model like the, the, the Carolina Hurricanes. Let's just say they are, they are very good every year, but they're not winning the cup. But maybe Suzuki will be the same model i should say with sebastian Ao. so we'll see but my next question uh, for you snake is uh, you thought you said uh, maybe two podcasts ago about uh, the abs selecting another defenseman so at that time uh, people said what we have logan mayu it's a he's a great prospect he's so great but soon is the next brian leach so they but me i think it's it's I think it's a good thing to draft another defenseman, but you know now you're talking about Trevor Conley. But if let's say the Abs pick six, and Trevor Conley is there, and uh, a guy like yeah, Sam Dickinson or uh, Levchunov is, is still there, which option do you take? Well, I think Levchunov is going is going to be gone by number six. Sam Dickinson yeah, could be sure. around, but uh, I would still pick Conley because you can't draft for needs. You can't draft like for a, a particular uh, position because lineups change, uh, trades are can be made. Some players uh, don't perform as well as we thought they would, and vice versa. So I think 
especially with hockey, you know, you need at least two, three years before a guy can have an impact minimum. So I, I do think that you think the player you think is the best available. So I would still take Trevor Conley, but I do think that there's a chance that the Habs pick a defenseman because there's going to be a lot of defensemen who are going to be picked, I think, in the top 10. Some very good listen, guys. They better not draft another defenseman now. Let's, well, let's go I, I don't see any superstars, yeah, however. Come on. But uh, you think you think that my you is uh, is a, is gonna be a great uh, uh, top four defenseman? We 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 really don't know. Look. Yeah, but Mathieu, the, they only, only have one, they only have one guy that scores goals. I mean, they keep on getting the puck to to, to Caulfield. It's the easiest team in the league to defend. Almost, you know exactly where they're going. You need they need another scorer yeah, on this team. But Kirby Doc is not here this this year. He won't be there next Kirby year. Kirby Doc's not going to be a forty goal scorer. I love him. He's not going to be a forty no, goal scorer I, I unless, of course, you, hold on a second. A unless, of course, unless of course, more than one line. you draft the right defenseman. And you end up trading a de, you know defenseman going forward to end up getting forwards because yeah, but you need so you need some offense too here. Yeah, but Tony, I think the depth of the Habs defenseman is overrated. I don't think they are as yeah, deep. I agree with me. a lot of people say they are. There's a lot of question marks out there. There's a and we all know that all prospects don't pan out, and that's good for any team. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they have enough defensemen. I'm not saying they should draft a defenseman, but I'm just saying that if they do, uh, people shouldn't freak out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, all right. I, I agree, but people will freak out. That's the thing. You know? That's crazy because if you if you really think that Hudson, May, you are really like top-notch elite prospects, I think you guys are all wrong. <laughs> To be honest with you, that's not, I'm not a scout, but I, I I read I read a lot of stuff and and my you is look at Braden Schneider at for the Rangers third pairing is perfect there he's perfect when he moved to the, the second pairing I I see on Twitter a lot of Rangers fans and Larry Brooks Braden Schneider he did a mistake and that that, that. third pairing is perfect but you know what. It's gonna maybe happen with my you. We don't know. You, you, you have to. You, you, you're, uh, you know, Martin said we was talking about chairs. You know, the other uh, I don't know a few weeks ago, and I think you have to find the right chair for a player. And exactly. if if you put a a, um, a potentially third pairing guy on the second pairing. You're looking for trouble. And it's the same thing. As long as you have Suzuki and, Co and Caulfield on your top line, you're not going to be a contender. Because Suzuki now, at age 24, he is who he is and who he will be, which is fine. But you but don't he, think that he's going to maybe line. reach a Sebastian Ao level? To maybe, I don't see it. Maybe we can look I, I at the Carolina Hurricanes model, Slav, Sveshnikov. Uh, I don't see Suzuki being Sebastian Ajo 2.0. I don't see it. I see him as a, a good second-line center. And you know what? As a second-line center, it could be even better because obviously there would be less pressure on him to perform because there would be a number one center. You know, let's say the Habs win the lottery with Celebrini 
within a year, Celebrini is the number one center on the Habs. Suzuki is number two. And, and you know what? I think it, 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 it would be great for him, really. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, for sure. But like Sebastian Ao, if he could have a little help in Carolina, but you know what? They got a great defense. They come guys, back, guys, you know, guys, so. guys, Nick Suzuki in his fifth season has 39 points in 47 games. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Okay. So what, what, what are we looking for for him to get to a point per game? Sebastian Ao, a couple of years ago, had his best season in National Hockey. The 81 points in 79 games this year. Uh, he's on pace for even better than that. Okay, 51 points in 42 games. Um, that that ends up being a 97, 98-point season. Okay, I'm not going to bet on Suzuki hitting 97 or 98, but guys, Suzuki's showing a lot of promise, man. 66 points in 82 games last year. I think he's going to do better yeah, than yeah, that this team. year. Yeah. You yeah, know, but on a Stanley Cup champion, that's, that's second-line stats. Yeah. When Slavkovsky comes uh, into his own three or four years from now, you don't think Suzuki's going to end up getting 20 point, points more just because of that? Because of Slavkovsky? No, nah, for, for sure. And Kirby Dak, and maybe they're going to trade for uh, another another forward. That, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the right now, Capocacco, maybe he's going to be available. And you know what? The Rangers, they don't want him. And they ship him to Montreal or in the West. I don't know. But me, uh, me, I. I think I think the Montreal Canadiens should look at the Carolina model. They don't have superstars. They have a lot of depth, a lot of good players. They have a great defense. So that's why maybe drafting another D man and make that that defense uh, more great and bring another forward this and there. And maybe you're gonna look like the Carolina Hurricanes. That's what I think. Okay, work. Appreciate your time. We're going to take one more call. Before we do, Snake, and thank you so much, Snake. We've gone over time tonight. Uh, you've been so good. I really appreciate you sticking around. Two things very quickly. We'll take one more call. And Caden Lindstrom. Someone wants to know what's your scouting report on him. Yeah, I I, I was going to mention him because he's been uh, trending in the last few games because, yeah, Canadians are looking for Canadians fans. They want offense. And obviously it's very appealing when you look at the stat line, the guy is six foot four and he's a scorer. So what I have to say about him is that, look, he plays for medicine hat off, often plays with uh, Gavin McKenna, who I think is the next big thing in hockey eligible for the 2026 draft. Uh, I think, I, I think Lidstrom is probably going to be a top five pick. I think he's going to be a scorer in the NHL. Um, I, I see him as a big, big power forward. Will he become necessarily a superstar? I don't know yet. It's too early to tell. But uh, yeah, he would be he would be a good pick. But he will need uh, someone to feed him. So could he be a good match with Suzuki? Yeah, perhaps. But uh, yeah. That's that's one guy I would consider obviously in the top five. For those for those who are wondering who he is, he's a BC boy. He's a left-handed centerman uh, who stands at six foot four. Uh, he's already about 215, 220. He plays in the Western Hockey League for the Medicine Hat Tigers, and uh, he's got forty six points in thirty two games thus far this season. 
Kaden, but I see him more. Lynch I see him. I, I see more as a winger in the NHL, at least at first. One more call, Peter. Peter. Hey, Tony. Peter, how are you? Can you hear me? Tony, I'm good. I just want to say one thing. You two, uh, you and Snake, are the best best duo in uh, podcast history. Like, honestly, the best duo in podcast history. Well, I appreciate you, you saying that, but I don't... What? What up? With all due respect to Snake, and and um, I don't think that's true. Like uh, that, me and Snake are the best duo in podcast history. But I'll I'll take it. Thank you. When Hopefully, Aniello's listening and uh, signing here, bonus. And, uh, or something. I'm ready for a good laugh all the time. Thank you. I appreciate. It. Now, do you think Aniello should give me a raise? Of course, of course, man. Do, don't you think he should? Don't you think he should at least pay a vacation for me and my family at the end of the year and say, "Hey, by the way." This is your bonus, two weeks, all-inclusive, family of four, boom, five-star hotel, resort with the butler, the, the, everything, <laughs> massages, the spa, the sauna, everything. No? Yeah? yeah you, you deserve yeah. it. You deserve it. I, I, I think hard, I do, yes. Thank you. Hard. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah, I just want to say, Snake, uh, you, you like, honestly, everything Snake says is true. I don't know why you don't, like, you always disagree with him, Tony. Like Suzuki is not a first line center. Uh, Caulfield is. Well, everything I say, everything I say at home is true, and my wife always disagrees with me. I mean, it's just the way it is sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Caulfield, Caulfield, Caulfield shouldn't be on your first line in an ideal Stanley Cup team, right? Um, you know, I'm gonna say one thing. Okay, I stopped watching. Yeah. I stopped watching. I don't watch the Canadian games anymore. It's so boring. No. I was like the biggest Canadian fans. It's so boring. Like. The game was on today. I didn't watch it. I don't care. Like, it's the team is so, so boring. So boring to watch. We don't have superstars. We don't have. Oh, hold on a second. You didn't watch the game tonight? I did not watch the game tonight. So, what what are we going to talk about exactly? We're going to talk about how how the team doesn't make sense, man. Like, you compare it with you guys were comparing to other teams that are going to be contenders, like in the next years, and you were pulling up the Ottawa team. And you're never going to beat that on paper. You're never going to beat Buffalo on paper. You're never going to beat, uh, I don't know, Boston. You're never going to beat Tampa. Like, you, you're like, they, they try to tell you that the rebuild is in two years, but it's like in five, six, seven years, I see that you can build something. I don't know. You don't in another anything? five years, you think? I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it's anytime soon. To be honest, like uh, you look at that team on paper, you don't have a first line center. I mean, you don't have. We have hope in Slav that he's going to become something, but we had the same hope in Kaktaniemi, and look what happened to him. And I, I don't know, man. It's just you don't have well, like a superstar that comes the first year and just is. It's like they're going to have to hit. See, like actual. We want to see it happen, like right now, and it's not. Yeah, it's, it's they're going to have to hit on those um, those high draft picks. Obviously, whether it be Slaff, Reinbacher, the guy they're going to yeah. pick this year, and there's going to have to be. We were talking about him, a Sebastian Aho coming out of the draft at some point. You know, some guy who yeah. drafted 35th or 40th. You know, who becomes yeah. a star. This is what you need. So that that's a lot of ifs. And uh, there's also lottery luck, you know, that comes into play. But uh, I, I do agree with you that um, 
It's not a very talented team. Uh, sometimes they are fun to watch, I have to say. But there are games like tonight when they're not. And uh, it, 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 my only my, my concern about the Habs is that is it possible, Tony and uh, Peter, is it possible that at some point, you know, you never know, and I'm going to get, you know, uh, I'm going to get a lot of uh, heat for what I'm going to say. But you know how there are teams like Buffalo, Florida yeah. at the time, Oilers for a while, who did not make the playoffs for like seven, eight, ten years, and yeah. you struggle. Arizona, is is it possible that the Habs could become this if they don't hit on their high picks, or are they going to become a middle of the pack team? You know what Tony calls no man's land. Or are they coming come a good team or are they going to be a Stanley Cup contender? I think all four possibilities are on the table right now. And we're going to need another year or two because we before we can really figure out what the future holds for the Habs. What do you think, guys? Tony, what do you think? I think I think the the the, the secret to the the caramel bar here is They're banking on their development doing such a good job that everyone they have drafted and they will acquire will they will maximize their potential. And if they do, that's what ends up speeding up the whole the whole rebuild. That's what it'll be, guys. That's what it'll be. I would make Snake the head of uh, scouting. And Mozitumo with the Snake. So I would, me, if I was the GM, Snake is the head of scouting. You think oh, yeah? the decision box. Well, I hope you get that job one day, Peter. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm nowhere near you, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. This team is, uh, that's what I see. I see uh, Arizona that's going to miss the playoff for like the next five, six, seven years. And then we're going to, We question again. Oh, uh, maybe we need to rebuild the rebuild because uh, finally Suzuki is not the first line guy. Caulfield, I mean, look at Goudreau. What what has he done? Like, just I'm not saying it's strong to have small guys, but Caulfield shouldn't be your your best hope in the team. Like, oh, he's he's the superstar and he's the number one guy when he's the smallest guy. And I know you're gonna talk about San Luis did it, but you know he had Le Cavalier and they had a great team in Tampa, but. Yeah, I don't know. And, and Matthias said we were stronger physically than Caulfield is. And he, he, he was not as one-dimensional as Caulfield is. The thing is, is that Caulfield is an excellent complementary piece on a team. But he, 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 he's being made the, 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 the star of the team. He's being made the, 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 the great hope, you know, that people have. Whereas he should be seen as an excellent complementary player. And he should be maybe, you know, uh, amongst the forwards, he should be the Habs' fourth or fifth best forward. And as long as he's not Montreal's fourth or fifth best forward, the Habs are not going to win the Cup. Yeah. That's, 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 that, I agree with you on this one. You said it before on, on the podcast. I agree with you. Oh, yeah. Guys, they have so many first-round picks, second-round picks, assets, prospects, picks stockpiled that they're going to use them at one point to go out and get somebody here. They are. And don't forget, 
Don't forget, the second the contracts start coming off the books, the second they start coming off, Jake Allen next year, David Savard next year, Yoel Armia next year, Dvorak next year, in four years, Anderson, in four years, Gallagher, the second they come off, they're going to try and buy their 649 ticket, man. They're making a pitch for an unrestricted free agent. They're going after somebody. No, the way I went after the prop queen on grad night. The same way. All your... Yeah, but you, expensive UFAs uh, who are like 28, 29 years old are not necessarily the way to go. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. usually these not signings not end up more disastrous than successful. But you complain about everything, though, was it too? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm, hey. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just being realistic. Yeah. Peter, it was fun. Thank you very much. Simon, the snake, Boisvert, Userpente. I feel terrible. Agnello, pay this man. Agnello, pay this man. He was supposed to come on for an hour. It's 11.21. The guy did 21 minutes of overtime tonight. Show, show me the money, Tony. Show him the money. Show me the money. Love Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I got to tell you something. You complete me. Thank you, Zerpent. Have a good night, Tony. Hey, by the way, you got your own podcast going. Yeah, with Mathias Brunet. Uh, yeah. First uh, episode was up today on the BPM yeah. Sport website, on YouTube, and within 48 hours on all the other platforms. Fantastic we stuff. About, we, we mainly talk about, you know, uh, Habs prospects, uh, future drafts, past drafts. It's, that's the theme of the podcast. Congratulations to you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Salut, Tony. All right, there you have it. Simo, the snake, Boisvert, Ferniello, Sammy, uh, and Juliana at Master Control. Once again, I want to thank Energy Transportation Group. I want to thank Labitta TB. I want to thank um, Playground. I want to thank SportBuffShop.com. And I also want to give a shout-out to uh, Charlie and Sam over at Optimal Stretch Clinic at 4710 uh, St. Ambroise in Point St. Charles. Uh, I'm going to go for my uh, fascia stretch therapy tomorrow. They're your one-stop shop. They, they've opened up a gym, by the way, which is in the same building. They have uh, osteo services, and they have – they basically, whatever you need done to you, whether you want to get in shape, whether you need a nutritionist, whether you need a stretch, whatever, they have it all at optimalstretchclinic.com. So I thank them very much. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place. It was a bad night for the Montreal Canadiens. They lose 4-1 to the Ottawa Senators again. This time in Montreal on home ice, that stings even more. Ugh. The changes to the lineup didn't help. I hope I gave you a little bit of therapy tonight. I know this did me a lot of good. I thank you for being there, your sick army, my sick community. Thank you very much. If you liked it, like it, share it with your friends, comment sick, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. Leave us a five-star review on Apple. It's my way of feeling the love. Uh, once again, have a good night. I'm Marinaro. Embrace the tank. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. 
and Playground, your premier gaming destination.